if people were more honest about the expectation of marriage, what are they signing up for? What is marriage? Why are they getting married? If they're getting married for the romanticized idea of this, I don't know, matrimony that's going to last forever and a day and you're going to ride off on unicorns and there's going to be rainbows and it's just all going to be great. You're in for a rude awakening. So when people play up the idea of what marriage is going to be because of movies, because we've been socialized to think that marriages solve relationship issues, mm -hmm. you're in for a rude awakening. Yes, every relationship has its challenges. And over half of the people that were part of this study wish they knew more about their partner's values before getting married. So that could come with, okay, what are your values on discipline when it comes to kids? Do you mm. even believe in that word? Because some right. people just don't even want to acknowledge that word. Maybe right. it's just correcting behavior. But there's different values when it comes to people's lives. What do you value that I may not value? And how is that going to create this clash between us? That's really what it is. If you're not in alignment in certain values that mean a lot to you, I don't foresee the situation working out too well. The number one thing that could have saved your marriage. Ooh, I'm what not married. What is it? I'm not married, Nessa, so I don't know. Why don't you ask Tone? What did you just do with your hand? Show you my ringless finger. Show it to the camera. Don't show it to me. Look at this. Wow. I need to get a manicure. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's why I've been hiding my... Oh my gosh. Oh my on. gosh. Hold on. But that that's why I've been hiding this finger. Right. Because it's so chipped. And I know Please. this is one of your pet <gasps> peeves right Put it here. Away. Put a band-aid on it. That's I learned that hack from Mia. <laughs> really? Yeah. So every time like she had like a nail that wasn't like perfect like the rest of them. Yeah. She's like, Do you have a band-aid? And then she just put a band-aid on. Wow. So whenever you see me with band-aids on my fingers and my nails like done, yeah. It's because a nail is messed up. Okay. Well, what is the number one thing that could have saved someone's marriage? Not getting married? I mean, that's one <laughs> way to look at it, Katrina. Making sure that their partner was stable and loyal and someone they loved. Background check? I encourage it. I don't. This article on <laughs> CNBC was talking about if people were more honest about the expectation of marriage. What are they signing up for? What is marriage? Why are they getting married? If they're getting married for the romanticized idea of this, I don't know, matrimony that's going to last forever and a day and you're going to ride off on unicorns and there's going to be rainbows and it's just all going to be great, you're in for a rude awakening. So when people play up the idea of what marriage is going to be because of movies, because we've been socialized to think that marriages solve relationship issues, mm -hmm. you're in for a rude awakening. I have a question. Do you think people get married thinking they're not going to have any problems at all? That it's not going to be tough at all? There's not going to be any challenges? I think there's a, I think it sounds good, right? I think there's this, oh yeah, we're going to go through hard times. But I really think people behave differently when those hard times come, mm -hmm. which is why you know, in a relationship, I encourage people to go through hard times together before you get married. How about because, moving in together? I 
think that's one way to really see how somebody is in their day-to-day life, yeah. right? A lot of times people break up once they move in with somebody because they realize, ooh, we don't have the same ideology when it comes to keeping up with the house. Right. Which is what this article essentially is saying, that yes, every relationship has its challenges, and over half of the people that were part of this study wish they knew more about their partner's values before getting married. So that could come with, okay, what are your values on discipline when it comes to kids? Do you mm. even believe in that word? Because some right. people just don't even want to acknowledge that word. Maybe right. it's just correcting behavior. But there's different values when it comes to people's lives. What do you value that I may not value? And how is that going to create this clash between us? That's really what it is. If you're not in alignment in certain values that mean a lot to you, I don't foresee the situation working out too well. I think a good point is, do you and Tone have separate values on anything? Nessa, listen, Tone and I, we live together. We're not married. Right. Let me say that again. We're not married. I I know. We got the memo. Let's text it to Tone. But Tone (laughs) knows the ring you want. And he was very... I cannot emphasize (laughs) this enough. I'm just clowning. Okay. He was so excited to receive this information. He He must have been doing something else and was sharing the excitement kind of boiled over into whatever you texted him. He really was happy that I was able to get the ring shape that you like. What shape do I like? Not the super square, but the kind of rounded square. Oh, yeah. Square round. Like my nails. Yeah, like you you do with your nails. Gosh, I love how you don't remember. But yes, so he knew and I would have told you, hey, Katrina, it's feeling a little funny style with tone. It was not. He's just really been busy. Life is hard. Life is hard. Anyway, all that to say, I was just really, I was just clowning. But um, yeah, tone and I, we moved in together and we realized a lot of things about each other and we've had to compromise those things. But all that to say. Like what? What do you mean? Well, I think um, he's had to make his compromises with how I don't um, put the recycling stuff in the right bin. Okay. And I've had to well, make- Well, what bins do you put it in? And why I is just put so- it all together because that's his department. Like, I'm going to handle a lot of other things so in the house. So you let him separate yep, that's the your trash department. and the recycle from the same bin. That's your department. It's not even the same bin. What's funny is we have two bins- but then we order so many packages that come for delivery. And so you don't even care. So to- then a box will sit on top of those two bins. And then I just start throwing bottles and cans and things. And I'm the only one that drinks water bottles because Tone's very, you know, conscious of the earth. Recycle, reduce, reuse. What a great human he I is. Know. Gosh, what a great human. So you don't even care to make it easy on I him? do. Listen, sometimes I do. But then sometimes he doesn't take it out fast enough that they start piling up. So then they end up on this box on top of the bins and there's no way to separate them. So they just all start going there. But this isn't about recycling. You're really blaming Tone. I am because he should take it out sooner. Anyway. Wow. Anyway. Listen, I'm finally proud that you're being honest on the pod because I felt for a little bit, especially when we launched and we had eight loyal fans. (laughs) I think maybe we're up to 10 now. But I felt like you try to put this nice goody two shoe image on when really this is who you are. I'm, I'm you don't not- even care to put items in the right bin between the trash and the recycling bin. Instead, you pin the blame like you do perfectly on tone. Question. I mean, wow. Question. Listen. <clears throat> okay. Let's say flip the situation. Colin's responsibility is to take out the recycling bin, right? Okay. It's been six days. Sure. It's piled. I'll tell you exactly what I do. High, 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 right? It continues to pile, right? Correct. 
What do you do when you have three other things you need to put in and there's no place to separate them anymore? Take it out. Nah. Because then you know what? Then it's always going to be your job to take it out. No. Yeah, Sometimes it it's okay. It is. But at the same time, it's like, all right, now I've done it five times in a row because you don't do it the first time. Yeah, so I've had to make my compromises with him. And all that to say, I could not imagine getting into a marriage, let alone a long-term relationship with somebody where you cannot even compromise on things here he is, bothering yeah. the pod. Tone just walked in here right now because what Tone, happened? Tone. You were, I'm delivering food. <laughs> I guess. Because Tone was kind enough to help us while we're doing our show that he was able to receive the food delivery that we placed. Tone, what is one thing, now that you and I are living together, that you've had to compromise and be okay with that I do that you necessarily wouldn't live like that? Uh, there's a lot of hair. Tom, can you say that that's a little nice. bit louder? That's nice. That's not bad. How about instead of instead of hair? Because that's a great answer, but it's like, what what's something that's more annoying than that? Uh, our fridge is filled with half-drank drinks. <laughs> Ooh, I <laughs> so, know that. Don't, I know that. Don't just say uh, there's like a snapple in there with like I, I'm gonna drink think, it. I don't even think it's a sip. Tone just said our he hates that our fridge is filled with half drank drinks and there's a snapple in there with a sip. I'm going to drink it. Ooh, that really just made me dislike you right now. I'm going to drink it. Because I know exactly what Tone's talking about. You did this with us when you lived with us. It's out of control. I don't want to waste the drop. You never get back to the drinks. I do. I have been, Tone. What, in 50 gazillion years, you both have been together? You've done it, what, a maximum of five times? No, look at our fridge. It looks great. My question is, why is there, like, three lemon snapples all half drank? Like, yeah, why are there three lemon snapples half drank? Because why one is cold, and when I take the cold one out, I put two more new ones in. Yeah, but why are those half And I finish half, and I put it in, and then sometimes it hides. You, People move stuff you around. You are a killer. <laughs> Something is not right with you. I'm not a killer. Anyway, thank you, Tone, for bringing up the food. And thank please you, take Tone. out the recycling in and a timely Tone, manner. I just want you to be prepared. None of that recycling is mine. Wait, Tone. It's I your, want you that's to, your department, though. Wait. By the way, Tone is defending himself, saying that none of the recycling is even his. So, I, Tone, I just want you to know, Katrina just bashed you <laughs> for the last 10 minutes how basically you don't do anything when it comes to the trash and the recycling bin. I didn't say trash. She I only so said recycle bin. And she, to be honest, she's a little bit of a killer. And I'll tell you why. She literally just said, no, you can't do it because it's happened with me and Colin, like where he won't get to it or whatever. So I'll just do it because I don't have the time to wait. <laughs> and she's like, no, you can't do that because then they'll just get used to that. So I just want you to know she's also mentally abusive to you. So I have one question about this. Tony who has who orders the most packages and drinks the most plastic drinks? <laughs> who orders the most plastic? Who orders the most items that comes in boxes? And who drinks out of plastic the most? That is what Tony just said. And who benefits said. from all of the packages that I get? You. No, your daughter. It's both of your daughters. I yes. would like you. I would like you to re-say that. Our daughter. Our daughter. Thank you. Anyway, that's your department. Regardless of who is filling those recycle bins, the recycling area is your department. Thank you. Next. I just want you to know, Tone, I defended you. 
I always defend you. I always do. All the time. Wow. That was a close one. <laughs> almost okay, could have been bad the, at the house tonight. So other than those examples, right. for the most part, you do have core values yes. that you both share together and that you both are in agreement on. Right. And even if we have different um, outlooks or, you know, ways that we want to parent or... Because that would be probably the area of where it could get a little dicey, money, right? Money, managing money. That's, oh, a, yeah. that's a big one too. Because you're terrible in it and Tone is phenomenal yeah, in because it. Because Tone has money and I don't. Well, no, because he's good at <laughs> managing his money. You have earned great money over the years, <laughs> Katrina. You just have half drank Snapple drinks all over the fridge. That's why I have to finish them all so I don't waste them. I mean, my money's sure. not going down the drain. Sure. Anyway, so I think... That it's wild to me when people get into marriages without knowing these things. Like if I, if Tone had a non-negotiable, if Tone had a bottom line, something I can't deal with, we would have to talk about it. And if he wouldn't change, then I would have to, within myself, right. either accept it or Correct. not. And I think people get into marriages without knowing what their non-negotiables are and what they're going to do if they're faced with it. Because you don't know until you're faced with it what you're going to do. And what your compromise will be. So that's why when people say they get divorced because they didn't know what they were getting into, mm -hmm. you have to know what you're getting into. In addition to that, why I like this article, it highlighted the fact that a lot of times people decide to have kids together thinking it's going to strengthen their relationship when all actuality, it adds extra strain. And when you realize you don't share the same core values with this person, now you have a family, it is really going to get rough. It's going to be hard. Nessa, you're married. Yes. Is there anything that prepared you for marriage that you think everyone should do before they get married? You really got to know this person. Mm -hmm. You have to know this person. You have to have been through some really hard times with this person. And you have really had to be extremely vulnerable and see how that person receives you. Mm -hmm. But, mm. you know, I think for me with Colin, I am very myself, be it my insecurities, be it my passion for work, be it my- Neuroses. Sure. My dreams, my aspirations, what I love, what I hate. Germaphobe. I'm a germaphobe. My annoyances for that and all that. And he- takes me for who I am, how I am, and loves me in all of me for all that I have to offer, mm -hmm. my good, bad, and indifferent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've been through some really hard times together. Obviously, Colin and I were together, you know, before he began protesting. Then, obviously, we've been together while he was going through it and what he experienced and what he's faced the really hard times. And after, um, and, and it's not really after cause we're still in it, you know, mm -hmm. it's like the post. So we've been through some really, really intense times together. And the one thing that we both know is that we love each other so much. We're riding out for each other. But it can get really testy. And then when you have a child with this person, I'm telling you, I, I tell everybody, having a child will really test your relationship. How? Well, because there's a third person now in this dynamic. You have to give this third person so much attention and energy. And really, you're exhausted. You're, 
your gas tank is on E at this point, right? right? Especially for the birthing parent, like for us. Right. So we're going through so many changes physically, mentally, spiritually, just at our entire existence. And that is a dynamic of itself within your relationship with your partner. Mm -hmm. So your child needs a lot of work and attention mm -hmm. and it is nonstop and it is tedious. And, you know, parents don't want to, you know, obviously you don't want your child to feel bad. Like, man, it's exhausting. You are a lot of work. But the reality is parents have a lot of work right. when they're taking care of their child. And because of all that work, you're going to get annoyed with your partner here and there. Like, how come you didn't do this? I just changed a diaper. I just did it for the past three right. days. Can you help me? Are you going to do this? Where are you going? You're going to leave me with the baby just to handle it myself. There's so many things that happen during that time period. So if you don't have a solid foundation, I'm talking about going through the real hard times together, more than likely having a child is going to expose the weaker parts of your relationship and either you strengthen it or you don't. That's why you hear a lot of these stories about people who have a child, then they break up. Right. Because a dynamic changes. There's another person involved, right? So now you have the child. Now let's say you have childcare and all this. Those are other Ooh. dynamics that you're dealing mm -hmm. with, right? Family dynamics from both sides right. coming in. All these things play a part into it. So I love that this article on CNBC really discuss that and you know i think it's important to know before you decide to expand and have a family you might want to think about your core values what matters to you and are you in alignment with the person you plan to be with and have a family with right no that makes sense so do you think people if they haven't gone through any adversity or hard times with their partner should get married what if there are no hard times or is that not or is that a fairy tale? I think that's a fairy tale. I think that's what people perceive is going to happen after marriage. Yeah, because nothing. Okay, so the day before you got married mm -hmm. to the day after you got married. To now. Was anything different? No. <laughs> except that it was official. Yeah. On except, paper. Yeah, and except that we have great paperwork. To the government. Yeah, and the government, <laughs> you know, is aware of our union what comes with that is making sure something were to happen to Colin or happen to me that we're able to take care of each other without issues. Right? right. And other than that, as far as our dynamic, no. Right. I know with or without marriage, our strength and our relationship and our love for each other is just different. Mm -hmm. And again, I think it's because we've gone through some really intense times right. and you know, I know you're asking this because of the sake of the podcast, but Katrina, you know, you've seen it. You've also been on this journey with us. Right. So, you know, we're talking about serious times in our life, going through hard times that probably haven't obviously shared everything, but it really shows somebody character mm -hmm. and knowing their character, you'll be able to tell if they are in alignment with your values. Yeah, for sure. Like, for example, my work, my career, my dreams mean the world to me. I'm not willing to compromise that. And if Colin in our early stages of dating wasn't okay with my career, my drive, my vision, my this, we wouldn't have been together because I value, that's a core value for me. Do you get what I'm saying? Or so much so that he came so that you guys can live together. Right. In New York. Yeah. So I can continue my dreams and aspirations. Right. 
and to build and to create and also do it with people that I love. He believed in all of these things for me. Mm -hmm. And so that is a core value for me, right? Also core value for me is a family unit. And those dynamics really matter to me as well. Also trying to live a healthy lifestyle. I know I'm not perfect, Colin's <laughs> substantially better than me, but there's those are core values that matter to me. Mm -hmm. And also the community work we do, core value to the both of us, right? right? That's why we created Know Your Rights Camp. Right. So I cannot emphasize that enough that the values you have should be in alignment with the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. Not everything is going to be the same, but you got to look at every item with different values. Right. Like my work, my career, my building like of this. tiers, different tiers. Is at the highest tier possible. Mm -hmm. And I funnel it out like that with my life. And, you know, take all that and see if it lines up right. with the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. And where you want to compromise and what you're okay with compromising and what you won't want to compromise. Exactly. Like what are your non-negotiables? Right. Did you have a non-negotiable? With tone? Yeah. I don't really have any non-negotiables. Cheating? <laughs> lying? I think you are lying about cheating because I think it's safe to say after everyone has watched this pod or has followed us at all, on our what journey. You, what are you about our to say? Studio <laughs> rants. That's what actually started this pod. Right. We'll do another episode and why this pod even began. But you know that Katrina has been contemplating about stepping out on her relationship. No, I'm not. And wanting to explore oh having an open God. relationship. No, she I'm has not. been defending it. And by the way, I'm not judging. I'm not. Cheers to anybody and everybody living that life of freedom of, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to have multiple partners. Do you. I'm not judging. That is the exact sentiment I give that you turn around and think that makes me want to cheat. No, 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 Katrina. No, all I've said, I've said if that. If you look at your body language in some of these, it's very, I don't know. I'm just in this space where just do whatever makes you happy. Do, and I'm not saying that I would do it, but I'm saying to someone else that if open relationship is your cup of tea, right. who am I to judge you? Absolutely. I totally- Drink all the tea you want, baby. Do it. I totally agree. But I also felt like you were trying to say something to tone, but I also <laughs> think you have different- energy oh on the pod about tone depending if you're happy with him or not like right now he may have been taking out the trash and the recycling bin so you're kind of easier on him right now you have more compassion i always have compassion next with week, tone next week might be a whole different story Here, you know what's funny and i would hope that he feels the same way i think we both love are, each other yes we both love each Care other for each other nessa oh <laughs> i didn't say that i think we both know that there is, it does take um, some compromise to be able to have a successful relationship. Absolutely. Compromise is important. Right. So all that to say, I know I do a lot of things that annoy him. I do. Like what? Say it. It's Let so it funny. Out. You know how he just came in here and we were talking about, oh, what does Katrina do that annoys you? He just texted me another one. What? <laughs> he literally texted me another one. I kid Other you than not. you leaving hair all over the he shower? Put, I was surprised at the amount of toilet paper you use. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I do use a lot of tone. Well, here's the thing. Tone I love has how he said Okay, that. Tone lived with his mom, but I don't know what other women he may or may not have lived uh -oh, with. Oh, don't open this can of worms, Katrina. Because Tone is a person that wants to keep his passes out. Whatever I did in the past, that's the past. Because I've asked him before, like, yeah. yo, tell me about your relationship. He's not like, whatever I did in the past, the past. So let me I want to know, but what? I've made the compromise to be like, all right, I respect you. Okay. I respect your past. Let I respect that. <laughs> 
you are in this relationship with me and don't want to bring it up, so I've let it go. Can I? Can I? Can, just say can I get props for that? That's, I do. That's I give a big you, thing to get it's a props big step, for, right? But I also want to make sure you're not saying this as a trap for me because you know how much I love Tone. I knew him first. As a disclaimer, he was my <laughs> best friend What's first. What's the trap? So if I knew whether or not he lived with other people before you, am I supposed to tell you? Nessa, you've told me about Tone's other relationships. So don't sit here and act like you haven't told me. Oh, yeah, he was with that girl. Oh, yeah, yeah that's her. I, I, oh, yeah. So told, you told me, no, Nessa. I told you in relationship of I knew what he didn't like in those situations. Right. which you is did. Because... There are things that you have, qualities, core values that you have that I know Tone loves and admires about you. So as a real friend, you know, especially in early stages of dating, right. it's easier for us to get insecure about a relationship. Like, why me? Like, what was going on before? Why, what's going on? And I'm telling you, I know why Tone was attracted to you and why he continues to love you and care And why for he you. broke up with somebody else. Right. Because well, not for you. I, you well, no, said not that, for me. Yeah, no, but, but like why a relationship didn't work out with him right. in the past or whatever. So that you yeah, could tell so me like, oh, that didn't, all, it that's was, why. I shared that so that I can reaffirm you and your relationship and why he was into you. Now, I don't know if I, yeah, no, I probably would use that strategy. No, but, that's a good strategy. It's it. Here's the strategy you did, which was great. Hey, here's uh, what he likes about you. Hey, here's what didn't work out with his last relationship. Yeah. And these are attributes that you don't have. Right. So you're in the clear. Right. So it's not like I'm manipulating him. It's no. more like, oh, he doesn't like people not following through. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Let me, yeah. let me try to follow through. But, let me, but and he, that's just a, that's a core personal thing that you should want to do regardless. It's not like for change, you. Right. It's for not like you. changing myself, but it's not like changing myself for him. I agree. That's why I was telling you those things. It's not like, oh, he likes girls with long hair. Like, oh my gosh, that means I need to keep my hair long. Right. It's not something like that. Right. And it was more so to reaffirm the things you are already doing. There is nothing that I shared with you that altered your who you are or how you were with Tone. Right. Because you were genuinely yourself right. and the things he loves about you is just who you are. So I don't know why human being, he Nasa. loves you for these things. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think you're a great person. Anyway, so I, I want to talk about this. He was surprised at the amount of toilet paper I use. Nessa, remember I told you about... Um, so right now we're at a temporary station. Right. For the radio station, yes, I have a radio show in Hot 97, New York City, every afternoon, 3 to 7 p.m. Right. So we're at a temporary radio station. And, oh, gosh, I remember oh, I told you this. No. I was so, so I use a lot of toilet paper. I do. I just can't help it. I don't want to just use two rolls and then I wipe and then I feel it. That's disgusting to me. Right. So, oh, one, two, three, minimum five. How five many? minimum and even if they're double even if it's two ply i'm going one two three four five i don't want to feel it how many do you roll steel? yeah no i think like i, I think hold on come on it should i be think like three to, three and a half to four i use a lot yeah three and a half and i get the thick two ply at our house yeah no we like it ultra soft in our house yeah i like ultra soft tone yeah. doesn't like ultra soft yeah i don't know why another thing i've had to compromise with he'd be ordering this organic earth recycled toilet paper. Like. I'm like, bro, what is this paper towel you got on my butt? <laughs> anyway, so at the temporary station, the plumbing's not the best. Oh man. So I went in there and I knew that, but for some reason, I just muscle memory. I used the restroom and I used it. I muscle memoried a bunch of toilet paper and then I flushed it and I Go ahead. flooded the toilet. I plugged it and I was so embarrassed who helped you get out of this <laughs> mind? 
It's so funny because Tat Wizzle was there. Shout he, out to Tat. He produces Funk Flex's show. Yeah. And Trip uh, Triple Threat, DJ Triple Threat was there. They're both there and they're like, Trip had to use the bathroom. I didn't know Trip Why? had to use the bathroom. Gosh. Why didn't I don't feel like you told me this part because of the Because I didn't know. Uh, and later as I was trying to get them to not go in the bathroom because I was embarrassed and I was like, yo, I'm going to plunge it myself. And Tata, I don't think you're doing it. And Trip's all, I'll just go in there and do it. I was like, no, guys, I got it. I got it. Oh my later God. Later on, Trip leaves and I was like, oh, he left. And Tata, yeah, he left. He's coming back. And then he goes, he had to use the bathroom. <gasps> and I wasn't letting him in there. <laughs> but all that to say, it was a bad flood. It was the flood that leaked out, bro. It was disgusting. But it wasn't so gross. But I had so much toilet paper in there that it wasn't flushing. Wow. So Katrina. I was trying to plunge it. And then at some point, Tess, I'll listen. Katrina, I know you're a little shy. You're a little embarrassed about it. But don't worry. I, I can do this. It just needs a... I was like, <laughs> all right. I went in there one last time. Look, it wasn't bad. But clearly a bathroom had gone. Yeah. But it wasn't wow. like, it wasn't gross. Tat went in there, boom, boom, boom. Tat is your brother. Tat is my bro. Flushed Woo -hoo -hoo -hoo. it, 4L. And then he got uh, water and then we did it again. And then I just kept sanitizing everything. Bottom of my shoe too, because that's toilet water on the floor. Oh my goodness. Washed it, had to call our freaking oh. boss and be like, yo. You called P.O.? I did. I was like, hey, is there a plunger or a plumber or somebody? He said, did you use a plunger? I said, yeah, I did. It's not working. But they had to get the plumbing. Like, he's all, you're not the first one. Tat and Tats told me, he's like, yeah, I knew this was going to be a problem when we came here because this is a bad toilet. Wow. So every time I go there, I have to be mindful not to Ooh. use enough toilet, not to use too much toilet paper. I actually saw a hack on how people don't use too much toilet paper on TikTok. So the dad, he flattens the toilet roll before he puts it on. Uh -huh. Because it's not as easy to do what I do. Oh, so it kind of it breaks like a it every time. Yeah. So if you try and do like three rolls, it'll break it after one roll. Like you really have to be committed to wanting That's a, a lot idea. of toilet paper. So yeah. he does it, and he said on his TikTok, "Wow, that it has reduced their family's toilet paper use." Don't tell Tone because I don't want that to happen. I still want to go five we rolls in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> when did Tone or you say "I love you" to each other? Oh gosh. So you guys so, say I love you to each other, right? Nessa, Tone and I aren't lovey-dovey like that. I didn't say lovey-dovey. I'm just saying we're not, okay. And I don't know, this might be childhood things that I've gone through, cultural things. I never was an I love you to my family person. We're sure. not openly, hey, I love you, lovey-dovey. Um, I think you've changed a little bit I've since having a daughter. Oh man, I pour Come into on. Amara. Every other word is I love you to Amara. Correct. And I want to change that from maybe how I grew up. Yeah. And, I always wonder too, like, I'm sure my parents felt the same way. They're probably, I love you in me. Like, is there a certain point that your kid reaches an age where you stop saying I love you to them? Right. Anyway, so Tone and I, we don't tell each other that we love each other. Ever? No, ever. There came a point, I think. You've never said I love you no, to each other? No, we have. We have. Okay, I was like, come on. But we do not say it. Like, one time, he, like, we were early in our relationship, probably seven, six months in. And we were just clowning, doing something. He's all, you love me, that's why, huh? And I didn't say it. That was his opening. That was his opening. And that was my chance. And I that's why it. he doesn't say it a lot to you anymore. We don't say it to each other. Because you basically traumatize him. I know. Because I, listen, let me say this. Don't ever let yourself get in your head that you need to have somebody say, I love you first, right? If you love somebody, tell them. Life is and too short. Life is short. And I've learned that. And I've tried to get to a point where I'd be like, oh, okay, all right, love you, bye. But 
it's still so unnatural for me Mm -hmm. and it's so weird for me but i want to get to that point in my relationships with people even you like you'll say all right love you bye i don't say love you back yeah that's okay because i really don't believe you do so that (laughs) i don't i'm okay with this kind of relationship because i know that if something were to happen to me i know you will wonder certain things because I've gone, I've experienced death with people I love and care about. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I wish like, man, did I, did I show that I love them enough? Did I, mm-hmm. did they know how much I appreciate them? So I never want my loved ones on the other side of that wondering like, damn, how did she really feel about me? I think it's safe to say, you know that I love you. I'm also probably really hard on you when it comes to our work and my expectations for you. Mm-hmm. All of those things matter to me Mm -hmm. and I want you to know that, right? right? So there's never a question later on about how did she feel about me? So I think it's important to share with people you care about that you love them and appreciate them. I'm trying to get better. I don't say it all the time, but if I run into you or I see you somewhere and that's how I feel about you, I'm going to tell you it. I'm trying to get better about it. You have gotten better. it's, It's hard for me just because sometimes hearing it from people... That I know don't love me. Yeah. Are you trying to say something? I do love you. No, I know you do. Okay. But it's, sometimes it feels so fake when you say- But I said it to you that well, doesn't love you? Sometimes people just so casually say it. They'll be like, okay, love you. And I'll be mm-hmm. like, and maybe they do because a lot of people do have a lot of love. Yeah. But sometimes- I can't think of anyone in your realm that would say it to you and not mean it. I think it's because I, I you know, just it's, it's a how people, some people just say bye. They'll be like, all right, love you. Okay, love you. And for me, it just feels so weird if you're not saying it. And I also, there might be some something, trauma, a movie I watched, something somebody told me when I was young, like like the whole um, example where it's like someone's told you, oh, you don't say I love you first. Your partner should say I love you first. Mm-hmm. Or a man should say I love you first. Like right. those kind of things. Just like the whole um, societal stigma of the man should propose, right? right? It's kind of along the same lines. Oh, he should say I love you first, right? right? So- Growing up hearing something like that, I always felt like I shouldn't say I love you unless I really meant it. Right. So when people say it so casually to me, it feels I don't know who fake to me. I don't know. I don't. And just when you just say it casually, it just it doesn't feel genuine just to hear it so casually to me. Or maybe you've been programmed to think that way. That's that's what I'm saying. Right. And so I'm trying to get better because I know I do love people. I have a lot of love for people. Yeah. I share a lot of love. I love tone. I love you. Like I love you guys. But I don't like saying like, all right, cool. Love you. Well, bye. I, I, and I think that's fair, but I think you've gotten better. I think for me, because I function from a place of trauma. Right. Again, I'm being honest. I don't want people to live a life where when that time comes, we're all going to expire. We're all going to transition. That there is any question of how I felt about you, whether I loved you, whether I didn't love you. Yeah. If I, you know, had respect for you or if I didn't want to be around you. Mm-hmm. I want it clear where you stood with me and where I stood with you. And I think you do a good job of that. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and you know, but anyway, to that point, you said about five, six months into your relationship. And we've with only Tone. said it a handful of times. Yeah. So five, six months, months into in. it. Okay. So, you know, a little bit past what this article on Yahoo saying, there were some studies done and there were researchers from Alberta University in Dundee and they were able to do this research and they found that men are more likely to say, I love you first in comparison to women. Also, the average time to say, I love you is about three and a half months. Do you think, do you agree with that? I do. 
Colin they, and I were after three months. Who said it first? Colin. <laughs> yeah, it was really sweet. And I was like, <laughs> so cute. but I felt it. And then you said it right away, right after. Of course. But don't you feel sometimes like it's a cop out? Like if one person says it and then the next person says it, it's like the second person no, that said I, it was think, pressured into saying it by the first person. I think we both wanted to say it uh -huh. way before that. You want to sing it from the rooftop. Absolutely. <laughs> but I think I wanted to be respectful of Colin's space, you uh -huh. know? And you're very lovey. That's why. And yeah. just saying respectful and I'm very of thoughtful space. And yeah. I'm, I'm mindful, but also like, I remember that year 2015. I remember that season. Colin had three injuries that he didn't even know he was playing with. That's and so who crazy. knows when it started? It probably started really 2014, right? Throwing with a, what was it? He had his, his ligament was thrown, uh, was ripped in his throwing hand. He <laughs> so had a torn labrum and his knee was messed up. So he was playing with this, probably if we think about it, probably two solid seasons, right. right? And I remember him, I kept begging him, hey, go to the doctor. And at that time, he went to the team doctor who kept saying, oh, it's just a, a contusion. The team doctor. Yeah, it was just like bruising. It was right. all that. But I mean, literally, he couldn't even put his arm down, literally, as we're laying down to go Golly. to sleep. It, it was just really, really, really bad. And Colin takes a lot of pain. Right. He can tolerate a lot of pain. But I just knew how he was compensating with his body that it was just off. So mm -hmm. I begged him to go get a second opinion from a person that had nothing to do with the NFL or right. the team because Correct. I was just like, there's no way these diagnoses are still all about bruising. Right. Come on. And come to find out they had to have an emergency surgery for him because everything was basically ripped and torn and broken oh in his body. Gosh. And yeah. And that's all that to say, I knew that season was heavy with all the things that he was going through. And, you know, I didn't want to impose extra additional emotional pressure if he wasn't there yet. Right. So when he said it, I knew it was something we wanted to say to each other b sooner than that. Mm -hmm. But it was perfect. So I agree with this study. Three and a half months and more is mm -hmm. probably when I love you gets shared in a relationship. And you guys still say it to each other. Yes, I do. I personally love you to our baby, love you to him, love you to my mom more than I ever have. Mm -hmm. Um, and to my dad, and he's older, I like to make sure I tell him I love you every second I get because I that would devastate me mm -hmm. when that time comes and, like, I have any doubt if right. I didn't say it enough. Right. So, you know, I'm mindful of it even more now. That's good, man. I don't know if I'll ever get over the hump. We'll see. We'll see. Like, I feel the same way. Like, I want to tell my parents they're getting older, but... I just haven't. Well, I think it goes in line with, which is so interesting because that's how you feel. But I feel like you are more lovey in showing your relationship mm. of tone versus mm -hmm. like me and Colin on social media. Yeah. And I thought this article that we read, find where we got it from. But they were talking about couples who tend to post relationship photos all the time aren't as happy as couples who don't post each other all the time on social media. Yeah, so everyone's been posting it, but it was done by researchers at the University of Kansas. Okay. So it's interesting that they discovered that couples who are constantly posting on social media are prone to compare their relationship to others. And constant comparison, you know, results in, you know, joyful moments being robbed from them because they're so focused on comparing their relationship to somebody else. Right. So, you know, I know some people who post their relationship 
all the time. Mm -hmm. Couple lovey-dovey photos all the time. Right. And hey, maybe they don't fall in this bracket. Right. But for me, I don't know. I've posted a couple of photos of me and Colin together. What I do post as far as our world or our realm, I'll post accomplishments that he's had. Big milestones right. of his life. Because I do think it's important. Colin will never brag about his accomplishments. Right. Oh, Just yeah. like Colin will never talk about all the accomplishments and the records he's still set in NFL that he still holds to this very day. Right. Right. He doesn't toot his own horn. He's not out here flexing on people. He, he really should. should be. He really should be. He really, really should be. But he doesn't. Right. So I like to post that. And I like it out there because I know the kind of society we live in. Right. And people forget and people move on and they just forget all the great things somebody does or continues to do, like all the work he does for Know Your Rights Camp. Right. And people have no idea about. All but right. he's always talking about it. Right. Or publishing books that he's always talking about. Right. Everything for everybody else. So that's the in regard of what I do post is primarily those accomplishments that he's had. Do you think if you guys weren't who you were, like Colin, Super Bowl superstar quarterback, right? You, this amazing broadcaster, mm -hmm. everyone knows, right? If you guys weren't those two people, do you think you'd post more? No. Yeah, not into it? No, I've never been into that. Right. I think, I don't know why. I think... I think I'm pretty private in that way, yeah. really enough. I mean, you've known me long enough, even before me and Colin got together. I mean, maybe. Yeah, but you're already on the radio. I don't, it's, you know what, Katrina, when you ask these questions, it's really hard for me because you're asking me to think of a time before my career or mm -hmm. me trying to build to the mo to where I'm at now. And that's really far away from me. Like high school, you high school, you high school. Try to think of high school. I you. was ditching only a couple times <laughs> class to go to studios, like it's really hard mm -hmm. for me when I've been very driven in that way. Right. Didn't know how it all was gonna shake out, right. sure. But I really wasn't focused on anything else other than me. Right. And it was probably the best decision I ever made in my life. Now I made bad decisions along the way right. in general, like we all do. But I think, no, I think I feel like it would interfere with whatever I was trying to do. I don't know why. I know, I post. Um, I'm not like over the top posting tone, but you definitely post more lovey dovey photos with tone. I have posted more once. Um, cause then remember, you probably say, I love you to him is what oh, I'm yeah. saying. Like I said, we've only said that to each other a handful of times, but yeah, I posted him. Does he cringe or something when you say it to him? I don't say it to him enough for him to even react. So I don't know. Do you and think if I did, I probably would say, okay, I love you. And not wait for his reaction. I don't know. I know what you used to say, but I'll share that in a second. Your crutch to him. It is equivalent to I love you. What is it? Babaroo. Oh, he's my babaroo. That means I love you in that sentiment. Yeah, you think Am that's, I right? my, that's my endearing term for him? You see how I pay attention to things? Babaroo. Yeah. Babe. No, yeah. Ba it's, it has to be babaroo or bib. Yeah, B-E-H-B, -B, bib. Once we became... I guess, public, if you will, about our relationship, sure. meaning, and public is really when we decided to put one another on our Instagram or yeah. our Twitter or whatever, right. Facebook, whatever that is. I still, I do post them, but I don't post that much anymore anyway. Don't you feel like you're traumatized after seeing what has happened to Colin and I, as far as like how people have 
lied and continued to say these lies about Colin, who he is, his career and stuff like that. And just seeing what being in the public really means. Well, I don't know if I could ever be in your guys' position. Like you can be in the public, but you can also be in the public in your guys' position. Sure. Right? You yeah, guys fair. have to deal with so many lies, lies, haters, trolls, death threats. You guys have right. to deal with a bunch of things that any other person that is in the public eye might not have to deal with. Sure. But or I mean, to some is. extent, too. Yeah, yeah. Right. But maybe not the same extent. Right. And that I wouldn't have to deal with right. as a person who's not even in the public. So I feel 100% fine if I wanted to post pictures of him, post pictures of my child. Like I do do that. And yeah. um, I just didn't feel like, I felt like it would be too much to just go over the top. Like me and my man, like posting pictures of us kissing or hugging or like, you know, yeah. if we're at a wedding, I'm gonna post a picture of us at a wedding. Right. If we go somewhere nice, hey, like take a picture of us with this beach behind us. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff I haven't posted that we've done. But right, right, every now sure. and then I decide to post stuff. I just feel like in the moment, but I never do it for anybody other than myself. Like, yeah. like oh, I want to share this memory with my friends because a lot of my friends and family, like I don't live next to them. I don't live near a lot of them. So that is my chance to share an update of what's been going on in my life. Yeah, I think for your reasonings are very different and it's yeah. nice to know that that reasoning still exists. Yeah. And that's me. And that's the, you know, the privilege right. I have of being in my position. Like, Hey, right. I don't feel like if I post this, someone's going to show up at my door or someone's going to sit here and hate on hate on any little thing that this picture is showing. Right. Like, and that's something you got to deal with. Like I've been going through your comments. I'm like, Oh my gosh. What is, what throws you off about it? The comments? Yeah. Tell me a, a couple comments that you're like, you know what? For the record. Some are just so ignorant. So yeah. So we recently did an interview with Jamel Hill for mm -hmm. Hot 97, right? You right. did an interview with her. And I was going through the comments on YouTube and oh my gosh. So the title of the video is Jamel Hill explains NFL blackballing Kaepernick leaving ESPN and really talking about her mom. And witnessing her mother's struggles, right? Because right, it's about her memoir called Uphill. By the way, phenomenal memoir. memoir. Shout Please. out to Jamel. Yes. Great, great Great person. memoir. Whew. So anyway, anytime Colin's name is anywhere in the media, right. people are going to say something. Right. They're not going to read the article. They're not going to watch the interview. No, they, they already know what they have to say about Colin. Right. So this is Jamel Hill explains NFL blackballing Kaepernick, right? right. I went through the comments and oh my gosh. So there's comments like it's not blackballing. It's like suing your job and then trying to reapply. I can name so many things like that. Like Brian Flores, who's currently suing the NFL right. and still employed by the NFL. But here's something that people need to understand. And also someone within our realm, right. right? In radio. In radio, a prominent radio DJ individual sued his company and is currently working for the company. Right. He got paid out and he's still working for them. You can look it up. Look it up. Try and find them. And it's that's not an hard. example. That's not to say anything bad or take shots, but these are called your employee rights that you're hoping your union right. fought for. That's why we right. have labor laws right. in our country. So one thing this person and multiple people, because a lot of people like, 
oh, how is he expect to sue the sue his employer and then work for them? It's because people don't understand labor people don't laws. Understand. People don't understand their own rights within their own workplace, which actually right. makes me sad. Right. Like when the I amount that, of time people say this about Colin is ridiculous to me because one thing you need to know is that you are protected as an employee against things that your employer can do to retaliate against you right. for your employment. So if and you, that's a right that you want to keep. If you went to protect. HR and you wanted to complain about your boss and then you got fired the next day, you can sue them. And then guess what? You can still apply to work for that company because they cannot retaliate. retaliate. Right. People don't understand that. But that's a right that people should have, want to protect and keep. Right. Honestly. People are so ridiculous. So that's one. And then there's someone like, oh, he didn't want to play. Oh, he wanted too much money. Oh, he retired. What? This, that. How, how could he? But wait, first, no. Before you even before you even negate all of those claims, it's in the video. So right. you did <laughs> all that to it. say, people will say whatever they want. They'll read a headline and they'll say, oh, he didn't want to play. Oh, he wanted too much money. It's literally in this video and we literally talk about it, how people have one idea about what they want regarding Colin because of his protest. Right. But they're going to continue to spew their idea. Right. Even though there are facts, including the facts in this video, including a press release that Colin's agent put out where it says specifically that he has not retired. It says specifically that he has not gotten any offers Ever from other teams since 2016 where he says specifically and this is the 49ers organization said that they were going to not re-sign Colin so he should probably opt out of his contract to get a head start on trying to get signed yes these are specific facts that are in the universe however people <laughs> decide not to look at these facts but they want to say oh Colin. He opted out his contract. Well, I think it's because, like you said, they want to believe whatever <laughs> they want to believe because it fits their narrative. It right. fits their agenda. Which and is I, that they don't agree with his protest. But why did he protest? Because of police brutality, because police were killing unarmed black people. Right. If you don't think that's wrong, then that's something else you should be looking into within your own self. And then <laughs> there are people who are like, oh, I agree with this stance. I just don't agree how he did it. It's called a peaceful protest. Protests aren't comfortable. Right. Okay. <laughs> and some people are like, well, I agreed with it all. I just, whatever their reasonings are against him. And you know what I discovered, Katrina, in mm -hmm. recent years? What? I think sometimes people know that, dang, I'm still watching the NFL. I'm supporting that entity. Right. And they probably, it makes them feel uncomfortable that, yes, Colin is still being exiled. He's still being blackballed by mm -hmm. the NFL because mm -hmm. Colin is still continuing to work out. He still wants to continue his career that he has been working at since he was eight years old. Right. Those are all realities of the situation. So I think sometimes for people, they want to justify why they're still supporting that organization. Right. While this is still happening to Colin, knowing what Colin did and continues to do is right. Just say you want to watch football. It's okay. Just say you want to watch football. Go do that. Do you don't that. have to bash. You don't his, have to bash Colin. You don't have to bash his stance. You also don't have to erase his accomplishments, the stats, right. and the records that he still holds today. It's okay to say all these things are true. Yeah, people you, people say like this. Cap wasn't even a starter. He wasn't good anymore. He got benched. No. There's reasons for all of this. 
He no. was benched because he was coming off three injuries, so someone else had to play for him because he wasn't ready to play yes. yet. Remember how we just talked about how I knew Colin was injured, and he was injured for a long time by then the they, time then I begged him to go get a second opinion. Then there's people that are like, oh, he wasn't that good. Okay, look at really? his last season stats. He had the, I'll pull him up, but we talk about him in the interview with Jamel. like 90% passing 90. rate. 90.7% passing rate. He has one of the best touchdown-to-interception ratios in NFL history. To mm. this day... He is the quarterback with the most rushing yards in a single game, playoff or regular season. And by the way, it was a playoff game. Right. Ooh. And it was his first playoffs as right. a starter. Who was that against? Green Bay? Green Bay, man. Please he go cooked. look at those highlights. He cooked look Green at Bay. Look at all those highlights. It's so great. But for people to say that, and try and act like Colin wasn't that guy. Colin was that guy. And okay you guys you just want to like watch him. football. It's okay if you don't like him because I have another theory. It's a stance that maybe you wouldn't have taken. Or maybe his resiliency is something that seems very, you know, unbelievable. It's just like what? Somebody would still continue. They would never waver their stance. I understand that. But the reality is that is who Colin is. Yeah. If Colin agreed to abandon his protest, Colin would have been playing a long time ago. Right. I think it was in 2018. Wasn't it the Seattle? There's an article about that. Look it up. Just pull it up because, you know, we like to cite sources because I think people, you know, forgot was it, good citing and research matters in this world. Was it when the workout was postponed? Yeah. Yeah. So the Guardian actually said the Seahawks postponed Collins' uh, visit because he wouldn't say if he was going to stand or not. Which means, as we all know, Colin was not going to abandon right. his stance. He was right. going to continue to protest because, as we know, police brutality all the killings that we've seen continue to happen. Yeah, it was actually Adam Schefter. He mm -hmm. was the one that said that the Seahawks rescinded the invitation. Rescinded. To Colin because he wouldn't say whether or not he plans to continue kneeling. To my point, when people say, oh, it's money, this, this, and this. If it was about money, you don't think Colin would have just said, okay, I'm not going to protest anymore and just took the right. bag? Colin could have been got the bag. Been and he chose not to. A and big every bag time, too. and every time it came down to him wavering his stance or abandoning his stance, he would never do it till this very day. So you got me riled up, Nessa. I know, you got me mad. You know I don't like to go down this. It's a wound. It hurts and it opens again. But people are very, you know, they like to pick and choose what they want to talk about. Another thing is right. when people are like, well, how come he's not posting or talking about? He does. He posts his workouts. Right. Thankful for J. Cole, who posted Colin's letter to the Jets organization right. just wanting an opportunity. Right. right. Colin sat down when he was asked about his book his graphic novel and in the interview <laughs> they just you know started asking about other things hey i'm not knocking the interviewers i get it it's part of the game right right, right. and then certain bits and pieces of that interview goes viral right. versus actually why he's there to talk about his graphic novel that he has right and people are like well what's this about why is he saying this now da, 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 da. it's like first off the interviewer took the interview a different way colin is a professional he's gonna answer honestly mm -hmm. but when he's doing these interviews and it is about his children's book or his graphic novel, you don't go and talk about that. You don't want to talk about what Colin's doing to uplift the community. Right. You only want to pick and choose what best fits your narrative. Same. And that's okay. Just know that I know that we all know what you're doing, right. whoever you are. And it's okay. I honestly am in a place in my life where I just have to accept that is just what it is. And I think a long 
I think a part of me, Katrina, I think you know this about me. For a long time, I just couldn't believe what people were doing or saying to Colin to this very day. Right. And it really mm. breaks my heart because he's the kindest person. So nice. And he doesn't deserve that. Right. And I guess I just thought he would receive more love. And it just makes me sad when I see people bashing him because they want to justify whatever agenda they have within right. them. Just say what it is. Say what it is. You don't like him. You don't like him. Whatever. You want to watch. You want to watch football. Do it. But you don't have to bash Colin to justify whatever you want. It's okay. Let us all live our life, and it's okay. Right. Really. It's all good. Katrina, why'd you bring you that up? You did that. You did that? that. All that to say, Nessa loves Colin. I love Tone. I'll tell him more. <laughs> Colin, I love you. I love you. I love you. Tone. And bye. Woo.